What's up, y'all? Dale Cow's back again with another episode of The Day is One. Days make a week, week make months, and months make a year. And on The Day is One, we make it all more possible to win. This episode, I have my little bro, Javon Kyles, Jake Cow's monster in the building with me. And we're just about to get right into it. Win the day, because the day is one. Gotta win, win the day, it's a day, a great day to be great. No, I can't sit back and wait. Nah, I gotta win, win the day, it's a day, a great day to be great. No, I can't sit back and wait. Sixth episode with my little brother, Monster. Yo, what's up, what's up, what's up? What's up, how you doing today? Yeah, I can't complain. Okay, yes. that's good, that's good. So on a um, scale from one to ten, how are you doing mentally? I would say, I would say about 8.5, 9. Okay, that's good. Yeah, we up there, feel real good. Yeah. With some family, you know, with you, with Pops, buddy pulling up, with all. So yeah, can't complain, man, feel good. That's what's up. That's what's up. I'm about a nine. I'm just, you know, feeling good. I'm typically always a nine, especially when I'm doing a podcast. So, yeah. So, I'm just going to jump right into it. Um, you've had a lot of success, you know, as a um, young athlete and as a kid and stuff like that. So, how does it feel being a child prodigy, so to speak, in sports growing up and being ranked as a kid? Honestly, like going through it as a kid. You really don't notice it. You like when I look back, I'd be like, "Wow, that's really what I was on." So, looking back, it's like it's pretty dope. But honestly, going through it, like it really didn't even it didn't feel like anything. Like I didn't feel no pressure or nothing like that. So, and plus, I had my best friend with me too. So it was like, if that's my best friend, that's what I'm around. We just that's what's normal for us. Mm-hmm. So it really didn't even feel like anything. But looking back, I think it's pretty cool to say that like you know I was ranked at. At Long's Road, ranked in like track and stuff like that, so that was pretty cool. To and like, what were those rankings? So, specified long jump, shoot, I forget the years, but long jump, I won one general Olympics one year. Every usually every year, I'll either get first, second, or third. <laughs> um, so yeah, I would always get first, second, and third. Remember getting the gold with the four by one, we would get gold. And then I usually get bronze and long jump, and then one year I got gold and long jump. So yeah, 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 it was pretty cool, mm-hmm. pretty dope experiences getting to travel like everywhere. So getting to go like what Detroit, Iowa. Uh, I think I came here one time to Texas, Florida. Got to run at the uh, at Disney World. So it's pretty dope. Yeah. Pretty dope experiences. Yeah, I remember um, one time you were. Uh, one time you were coming, like, I think it was just over the summer or something mm-hmm. like that. And me and Quincy, we always talk about this, um, how, like, we went to a track meet and then Pops, like, <laughs> put you in there. Yeah, like, what is it when there. you, like, run, like, um, independent or something like yeah, that? Yeah, just the independent one. And then yeah. you smoked everybody. Yeah, I'm talking about dusty everybody. I'm probably the smallest kid out there, too. <laughs> that shit was funny. I remember that. Yeah, man, it was crazy. I like that you say it was a norm because, you know, yeah. when um we don't realize, like, 
the stuff that we get um, that we're into mm-hmm. when it's a norm. And that could be right. good, that's good stuff and bad stuff. Like if it's yeah. norm, you know, you think it's just it's yeah. the way of life. Yeah. So that's pretty dope. Um, so you did speak about um, winning um, gold and stuff in the Junior Olympics. Do you remember mm-hmm. what the first one, the first championship was for you? I want to say four by one. Four by one. Yeah, it was me, Jason Stanley, Jordan Madison, and Gregory Nichols. And Jason ended up playing in the league, and Jordan ended up like graduating from Georgia Tech. He was like a real smart dude, and I honestly didn't keep up with Greg, but pretty sure he did pretty good too. So yeah, we all ended up heading out to do some pretty cool stuff. So yeah. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. Mm-hmm. That was the first one. And then, let me think. I don't think me and Christian won. We more so, we got, I think we got first, second, or third. But yeah, as you know, like Christian won. He's great with his track. I think he's the only one to really continue tracking and like mm-hmm. push it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who don't know, that's his best friend who beat Usain Bolt. Yeah, just you know, a fun fact. He's done a lot of other things too. Yeah. He went to Tennessee, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, he has records. You know, yeah. yeah, so he's done a lot of stuff, but yeah, yeah. just a fun, fun fact, fun fact. Um, <clears throat> so speaking of like, you have faced some uh, major injuries in mm-hmm. your um, athletic career. What was it like to have major injuries and what was the bounce back like mentally for you? Shoot. At first, like, I think I had my first major injury when I was a freshman in high school. That, 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 can I say something? Um, no, I won't. Paquito. That that really messes with your with your head. Um like I I can definitely say like after the first one I went into a real bad depression for real. Cause like at that time that's really like all you know. And I had to my ACL and so I had to sit out for at least what, nine to twelve months. So just trying to bounce back from that was just was tough. So was able to bounce back from that my sophomore year. Really didn't do good my sophomore year because I had to wear this big old brace on my knee. But my junior year, I was able to come up, start coming up a little bit. And then senior year was good. Senior year was smooth. But, yeah, just facing those injuries, like, mentally, like, you got to be mentally strong. And I will say now, looking back, I can say, like, that really built me up to now. Like, I feel like nothing can really get to me. Mm-hmm. But back then, as a, what, 14-year-old kid, that shit, like, Really mess with your head. That stuff really mess with your head. Yeah. That. But yeah, yeah, that kind of really mess with your head. So, um, speaking of, so you, um, speaking of injuries, bouncing back, being so young, mm-hmm. um, you graduate high school, mm-hmm. um, you have, you go to Morehouse, mm-hmm. right? Um, tell me what that was uh, like a little bit. Like, what was the, in your opinion, like, yeah. I know a little bit, but. Yeah. I don't even know how I graduated high school, to be honest. Like, after that knee injury, like, everything just kind of changed. Like, in a way, sports just wasn't the same for me. Um, So, like, just after I graduated, I didn't know what school I was going to. Um, Morehouse accepted me, like, last minute, like, in that summer. So I went there. And what was your question? Um, How was, like, Morehouse? Like, how did that go? You graduated? The transition from like high school, college. Yeah, so first semester was smooth, like, but then second semester, I started to get to know people, started like partying a lot. Mm-hmm. So then I ain't gonna lie to you, like, I just started going crazy, like partying, not going to class. Like, I ended up after my first semester, no, my second semester, 
my first year, I had like a one seven GPA. Mm-hmm. Like it was bad. So yeah. uh, that's yeah, that was bad. But bounced back from that and um decided I wanted to like play football for real. So, but I'll honestly say that that Morehouse like it was fun though. I I had a lot of fun at Morehouse. So mm-hmm. just being around like Spelman Clark it was a good good little vibe. Okay, okay. So um, when you did decide to play football, mm-hmm. where did you go? Like, what was that uh, like transitioning back into football after not playing? So that was actually pretty tough because I was, what, like, one, I want to say I was, like, 115, uh, um, 115, 120, like, weight-wise. And so since I had a 1.7 coming out of Morehouse, I really couldn't go to no other schools except for, like, JUCO. But the JUCO I went to didn't have football, so I just had to get my grades up and transfer to a, a different school. So the whole time when I transferred, I transferred to Gordon, and after I transferred, I started uh, working out every day, trying to eat, get bigger and stuff for football. So I was training, and um, yeah, you was eating like a mug. Yeah, I was eating like crazy. <laughs> I was eating like five thousand calories a day, bro. Like, <laughs> trying to get right. So I ended up going to Gordon, and then after I went to Gordon, I uh, I had finished Gordon with like a three point So I was able to get my GPA up, and then I transferred to West Georgia and I had to try out for the football team and like I I did I went crazy like I honestly went crazy and the only thing that held me back from getting on the team at West Georgia is that they had like a full depth chart of slots in my position so it was like it's really no point in bringing this dude on we already got too many dudes on scholarships so like that's why I didn't make it on the team at West Georgia so then I had to transfer again kept my grades up had to transfer again to Kennesaw and then had the trial went crazy, got on the team like that. And, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's a lot of um like, you know, start, stop, start, stop, start, stop. Yeah. But so it takes a lot um mentally yeah. to keep on on this path, like and to be disciplined enough to like literally not give up after Facts. doors close. And I just actually um on the, the day it's one Instagram page, um, I think it was yesterday I put on there. We have to um think the closed door and the unanswered doors mm-hmm. because it's like one of the most underrated blessings of our lives. Right. You either weren't ready for it or it wasn't for you. Exactly. You know, so like your time will come in. Exactly. But the thing is, you got to keep on going because a door yeah. will open. Yeah. And if you, if you stop, eventually, you know, it'll yeah. open up and it's like you get in that mug and you are not ready. Exactly. So exactly. that's real good. So speaking of transitioning, what was life after ball like for you and how did it affect you mentally? Like, once you realized, okay, it's time to hang the jersey up, yeah. like, what was that like? So, actually, like, it was tough, but at the same time, it wasn't tough. So, when I realized, like, okay, football is pretty much done for me, I already was doing my music that year. So, since I was already doing my music, I was like, sure, well, now I can just focus fully on my music and really be straight. But the only thing that was tough is, like, I really didn't want to stop, but I knew, like, I had to stop. So, it was, like, bittersweet in a way. So, like, dang, I'm not really going to be able to play this sport no more. But I can focus on my music. So, mm-hmm. it was bittersweet. I can really just, that's really all I can say about it, honestly. Because I was sad that I couldn't really play. But I was happy that I could focus on my music. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and we'll get more into the music okay. um, in a few um, more questions. So, what advice do you have for athletes making the same, like, transitions as you are as far as trying to get your shot and also, like, transitioning from ball to what comes after. Yeah, don't just identify yourself as, I'm just a football player. 
That was our dad. <laughs> he good for that one. <laughs> I got to tell you this story about yes. that one. I'll tell you later. <laughs> but, oh. Um, man, what was it? What was I? I forgot what I was saying. Right, oh. well, um, okay, yeah. What advice do you have for the athletes making the same transition? Oh. Like, from life after ball? Oh, yeah. Don't identify yourself as just, like, a, like oh, I'm a football player. This is all I do. Like, that's where a lot of people are in trouble at. Because then when it's over with, they don't know what to do. They don't know what, how to identify, like, themselves as themselves. They don't know who they are. So it's just, like, be more than just football. Like, I know there's something out there that you can do that you can be like, okay, I'm good at this, I'm good at that. Like, don't just identify yourself as just a football player. You be more than that as a human. So that will be my biggest, you know, mm-hmm. take on that. Yeah, basically not uh, limiting yourself to yeah. one being, being uh, basically being one-dimensional. Yeah. You know, it can only get you so yeah, far. For sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, what are some things that you have in place for your mental health to not get too high from your success mm-hmm. and too low from your hard experiences? Sure. You just got to stay even killed. So examples to do that is just I like taking my walks. I like working out. I read books, but I don't just read. Like, I read, I guess you can call them self-help books. Mm-hmm. So like, I read books like the book that you told me, Think Like a Monk. That mm-hmm. honest, that book honestly changed my life. So just reading books that's like going to enhance you as a person is going is really what's going to help you honestly. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do. Yep, yep. So um, speaking of not being too low from uh, hard experiences, a couple of years ago you lost your grandmother. How mm-hmm. did you bounce back from that loss? And how are you now? Yeah, that was tough because that was really my first like close mm-hmm. like relationship. Like that was my my first loss for real. So. Um, that was actually very tough for me. And yeah, and wasn't it on your birthday? It was on my birthday, on yeah. Your birthday. So mm-hmm. it was like, boom, boom. It was like, damn. Like every, time, every time I think about my birthday, it's like, I think about that. But at the same time, she was, what, 90, 91. So it's like she got to live a, a pretty a pretty good life. So she got to see me graduate college. She got to see, like, all my uh, cousins graduate. She got to see a lot of stuff. So that's really what, you know, helped me get through that. For real, for real. Mm-hmm. And really just taking time to myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's really what happened. Yep, it takes time. Um, mm-hmm. What I also learned about, learned about mourning recently is that um, it's best to, like, in that time, in that moment, like, go through it. Yeah, feel it. Like, go ahead and feel it. Yeah. Don't try to, like, just, mm-hmm. okay, funeral's over. Yeah. I'm done. Like, no, like, yeah. you really have to take the time to mourn because mm-hmm. if you don't it lingers and after it lingers it becomes depression for and sure. before you know it you're functioning out here but in a functioning depression no, sure. and we don't realize yeah. that can really last for years in yeah. years until like you're older and then you have to start unpacking all this stuff of mm-hmm. why am I so angry why am mm-hmm. I so hurt you know just different things like that so when things happen like and people mourn in different ways, but just because the casket closes doesn't yeah, mean that the process is done. Like, even after that, feel what it felt yeah. like to see that casket close. Like, Thanks. feel, you know, feel that. Feel the moments right after where it's like, mm-hmm. dang, they're actually gone. Because if you try to just hurry up and pick up, yeah, it's not going to look good down yeah. the road. You know, and it's going to... I've gonna... seen that firsthand. Like, I'm not going to say who, but like, I just know people who be like, oh, I got life. I got, like... Stuff I gotta do, cool. Like, do what you and still, do. you still need to do stop. that stuff. Yes, life ain't gonna stop, but it's like, be with yourself. Like, mm-hmm. feel what you need to feel so Have you can to. actually move on. Like, don't just 
suppress it, suppress it, suppress it, and please don't take nothing to suppress it. That's going to be yep. worse, but, like, yep. just don't suppress it. So you can really just feel that and not even necessarily just move on. It's just, like, you learn how to, you know, mm-hmm. honestly deal with it in a healthy way. Yeah. So Because, know. and I always hear people say, um, it doesn't get better and mm-hmm. things like that, but in my personal opinion, dealing with um, – Someone close to me, my papa died. That was the first person that was like really close to me who passed. Yeah. And where I actually like felt it. Mm-hmm. And I just, I didn't fight the emotions. Yeah. I felt it. I, you know, boom, I mourned. And now I can truly say that at this point in life, I can smile more than yeah. cry when I think of him. Yeah, for sure. I Same. can be more happy than sad when I think of him mm-hmm. and just different experiences. He was uh, paralyzed on his left side. He wasn't, you know, well, so he's out of pain. So it's like I can think about that and not get so sad because yeah. I truly did mourn. And I personally can say it does get better mm-hmm. just because, like, yeah, they're gone. But if they live for so long, especially, like, I'm mm-hmm. not saying, like, I don't know what it feels like for, like, a someone close to me that's so young. That yeah. might be different. But as far yeah. as, like, a grandparent who's lived for so long mm-hmm. and they were starting to be in pain. Just think about men that are not in pain anymore. And yeah. if you deal with it, it really does get better, yeah, in my yeah. opinion, through nah, my I'm experience. I wish you, you I agree 100%. Yep, yep. So, um, moving along, now we're about to get into music. So, yeah. why music and what made you want to do music? Shoot. I didn't even really want to do music at first. Uh, when I was, I started when I was 19, and how I started was like, I was going up to friends who went to Kennesaw when I was at Morehouse, I would just go up, it was only 30 minutes away, so I'd go to Kennesaw and just kick it with them, and then one of my partners, like, was a producer, so he just always be making beats, and it still didn't click in my head that, oh, like, I'm gonna be doing music for real, so what happened was he was making the beat, and it's like, I wanna say one, two, it was about four of us in there, he making this beat, he turned around, looked at us, he's like, y'all trying to make a song? And I was like, okay, I guess, it's cool. <laughs> still didn't think nothing of it, but then, like, once I sat down, had to write write my hook, and then record, and then I heard my voice, like, I fell in love with it ever since, so then, that's really just how it, how it kicked off, after that, I went to buy my own equipment, I went to go buy my mic, all of that, like, and that's really how it started, for real, I used to do projects in high school with music, but mm-hmm. I don't consider that starting music, because I was really just BSing, like, I really wasn't doing nothing to, like, actually try to do it, but yeah. that time, when I was up in Kennesaw, like, I really tried, and I would hurt my voice. I'm like, oh, this is fine. Like, I, I can do this. So then, yep, went to go buy all, all the equipment and started like that. Okay. Okay. That's what's up. Do you remember what the first song is called? Snakes. Snakes. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, like, it was yesterday. Like, it was snakes. Like, do you remember how your sucks. part go? Yeah, it sucks. But How I, did your part go? It's like, too many, uh, uh, too many snakes. Too many, too many snakes. Too many too many snakes, yeah. That's literally yeah. how it went. Ass. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I enjoyed every second of it. <laughs> I enjoyed every second of it. <laughs> oh, man. That's all That's all that matters. You enjoying it. Golly. Like, that's really how I feel. Like, it's just so funny. Like, when I look back at my old music, I be like, damn, bro. I really came a long way. Yeah. So, yeah. True. For sure, for sure. Yeah. So, like, who are your um, musical influences? Ooh, um, Nip, Drake, um, uh, who else? 
to do some more people listening to me. Uh, Nub Trade. I cannot think right now. Hmm. Late, I'll just say what I was listening to lately. Like, lately, I've been listening to Jay Z, Tupac. Uh, I'll throw a little bit of Biggie in there, not a lot though. But really, just trying to. I'm at the point right now, I'm kind of like really studying. I'm not even making music right now, but influences though. I really, Drake and Nip are like my two, my two favorites. Like, I can listen to them all day, every day, mm-hmm. and just shuffle back and forth. So, them two for sure. Yeah. Okay, so um, what motivates you? Sure, just trying to be great. Greatness motivates me. Mm-hmm. Like, trying to be not, not even the best version of myself. I'm trying to, like, I mean, of course I want to be the best version of myself, but it's like, I'm just trying to achieve stuff that, like, a lot of people are not capable of achieving. Like, I just want to yeah. be able to be great. Like, that's that's literally what drives me. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Greatness. And then speaking of, like, being the best version of yourself, like, there's... Each day, if we um, do the right things, move our feet in the right ways, mm-hmm. we're always evolving to the high, to our higher selves. Like, yeah. like, um, like last month, I was very intentional about getting to my higher self. Mm-hmm. But like, when I'm thinking about it, it's like as I continue to try to get to my higher self, my higher self yesterday isn't my higher self today. Like it goes up every mm-hmm. time. Like you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just you know, just keep going, going, going. Like, and as long as we keep striving, like for something better than yesterday or last week or last month we continue to get to a new version of ourselves okay. forever evolving or whatever like so that. so like yeah that. yep so um let's see what is next um who is your calling board like who do you turn to look to um it could be spiritual practices anything people um whatever you do to get you like at peace or you okay, know so for sure, I gotta say my partner RJ for sure. Mm-hmm. Like to see the way that to see what he's been through, like as a person, and to see like the growth he's made, just with like spiritually and just within himself. Like, like I can always call bro. Like you feel me? Like he gonna he gonna get me right. Like we read the Bible together, all of that. So like that's that's one person. I can say my girl Nandi. Like she she'll get me right as well. Um reading certain books like that book you gave me like mm-hmm. I, when I tell you that book really like changed my life like, yeah I like, think like a look like mm-hmm. so just going back to stuff that that book told me like within my breathing practices like um reading the bible uh talking to Renandi talking to RJ Monte can't mm-hmm. forget about Monte so yeah mm-hmm. doing those things is like yeah yeah keep you right yeah that's what's up that's what's up so um Speaking of your like own music, like what is that looking like for you right now? So right now I'm not posting any music. I'm away from social media right now, but uh, still working, of course, still putting in work like crazy. Working on the album that's probably not gonna get released for a little minute, but still got a whole bunch of singles that's ready. So mm-hmm. that's really what I'm on right now. I'm actually excited. I'm really antsy. I can't wait to start posting music, but it's just a part of the plan. So. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm excited though just to see like what's gonna happen yeah honestly how new things work yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be good I'm excited to um see you release it yeah. and everything like that yeah, it's a that. yeah some I growth for sure mm-hmm. yep yep so um speaking of another transition another pivot point 
you're starting your training business now, really have started it. Mm -hmm. um, how has that been for you? And what is that looking like? Oh, I love it. Like, mm -hmm. I wish I would have done it sooner, honestly. Uh, but, you know, everything happened for a reason. But I love it. Like, I love giving back because for, what, a year last year, I trained, I trained for free last year. So um, just training these kids out in Statesboro, like, that was just really fun for me. Just, like, I feel youthful. Like, I'm, I know I'm still young, but, like, it just feel like a kid out there, honestly. Even though I'm mm -hmm. the one teaching, like, I just feel like a kid when I'm out there. So that's another way to answer the other question you asked me, like, just how I keep my peace. Like, mm -hmm. being out there doing something that I love, like, that's still a part of me. So being able to teach them and give back to the youth, like, that's, I feel like that's really what it's about at the end of the day, like, Mm -hmm. pulling people up yeah you know helping yeah. people out so yeah yeah it's like you know planting and um and sowing seeds yeah. and like speaking of like the inner child um like how you feel or whatever like we yeah. all have that inner child um, yeah. in us and we tap into it by doing things that like trigger the like the dopamine the natural mm -hmm. dopamine in our brains and like that like when we were really happy as a kid like yeah. when we do those same things as an adult yeah. it's literally that same kid inside like this is so fun yeah, like, like you know time I, flies yeah, i literally be out there like, like i get lost in time when I'm mm -hmm. like, just like how i do with my music so that's why i'm like okay that's how i know when i'm supposed to be doing something like when they give me that joy mm -hmm. i'm like yeah i want to stay in this i want to work within this so then like yeah just on you know gonna grow from here but the training business is going crazy like it's super organic it's honestly more organic than the music okay like, that's good is, to hear which is wild like it's more organic than the music so it's just man i love it yeah love and it's it. and it's probably because like like you said going back to the first couple of questions i asked you about mm -hmm. being an athlete like a young kid prodigy so to speak yeah. and stuff like that like and saying that it's just a you just get used to it in that mm -hmm. lifestyle it's like that's kind of what you were doing at a younger age. So yeah. it's like, that's why it's so organic. Like, you know how to do this. You yeah, know what I'm saying? It's sure. not anything that you really have to, like, I'm sure you still study, but it's mm -hmm. nothing like a lot of stuff will just come to you very yeah, naturally yeah, just sure. because, for and sure. then you'll start implementing like new things that yeah. you weren't even trained to do, but Facts. it's like, okay, now I can give them, you know, yeah. this little new, or whatever. since a lot of them don't come from, you know, like, you call it like the project, I would just say project. So like they don't have the mindset or they don't know what it's like to be competing at, at the, the highest yes, level. So it's yes, like, yes. I can also give them that game of like, you know what I'm saying? Like just staying even killed, staying cool under pressure and like really just giving them that mindset too. Like just feeding them that mindset and then having my partner also like, I'll call him sometimes just so he can talk to him. Like, so it's mm -hmm. like, bro, like we really like, yeah. living by example yeah. and it's good for kids to see like you've done this yeah okay he really know what he's talking about yeah. or whatever or you know such a so-and-so because of this mm -hmm. okay he really know what he's talking about yeah. like it's not necessarily about um like even like once well you know we get older or whatever mm. we stop being able to do certain things and it's always good for kids to see like their coach be able to do what they're telling them to do but yeah. when we stop having that ability the connections, the history mm -hmm. that, you know, we have is always good for kids to see like, yeah. okay, they've been here before. Yeah, facts. So, yeah, yeah, that's always, you know, good to be able to um, give. For sure. So, um, in general, overall, what does it take to continuously pivot throughout life? Like through all these transitions that you've done, even from a kid all the way up to where you are now, like what is the centrifugal force of what keeps you up doing what i love 
and mm-hmm. by doing what I love, like just having that joy, like having that passion of doing what I love, like I really hope I'm answering your question, but yeah, yeah, just doing what I love, like when I'm out, like for example, when I'm out there with the kids, I can get lost in time. When I'm doing my music, I can get lost in time. Like that's that's really the I feel mm-hmm. like that's the key for real, and then everything else just falls in place from there. Like just everything just becomes super organic when you feel like you're working within your purpose mm-hmm. so yeah so yeah that's a really good point doing what you love that's a um, very good point of how you stay um level-headed you know mm-hmm. mentally and continue continuing to stay that way throughout mm-hmm. the um these changes like if you're not doing what you love or transitioning to something that you love yeah it can be life can um seem like it's harder yeah so it's like always pay attention to yourself and then going back to what you were saying like don't be one dimensional mm-hmm. like after you know when it's, something stops like how do you transition yeah. not being one dimensional always figuring out like what is it always trying to learn yourself mm-hmm. so to speak like you as you grow day by day mm-hmm. and you're getting to your higher self you become a new person so to speak yeah. like the same core but you evolve mm-hmm. You know, so you have to get to know yourself yeah. some more. And I read this, like, I was reading this book, and it was like, the strongest doesn't survive, the most adaptable does. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang, like, that's really what it is, because it's like, how do you adapt in every situation? Like, what's going to be your mindset? A lot of people shoot themselves in the foot when their mindset is just messed up, like, and I just see that with a lot of people, like, the mindset just doesn't be there. They talk to, they talk to themselves crazy, like, don't talk to yourself like that. Like, yeah, be kind. Really love yourself, like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So. That's that's another another way too. Like I think the mindset is really what it is, cause you know I could have really gave up with a lot of this stuff a long time ago, but I just had a mindset of one, I want to be great. Two, I don't talk to myself crazy. Like I'm like, like I honestly just be like, I can do this. Like this, yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, self motivated. Really yeah, sure. Yep, yep. So um, you kind of uh, spoke on this a little bit. Mm-hmm. What is your end goal? Um, I know you said you just want to do really great things like or whatever so like what is your end goal specifically look like like for um, music and for your training so for music we could say the end goal would be honestly a Grammy like Mm -hmm. I'll be straight with a Grammy like not even straight I don't want to say I'll be straight but like I'll be very happy with a Grammy and um, just to release an album that's like that is crazy that's really how I want to go out with the music Honestly, like, I want to do music for the rest of my life, but I'm cool with releasing that one album that just is amazing, and then, oh, stopping it right there, but then with the training, I want to have, like, my own facility so athletes can come and train, and that's the end goal with that, and then my ultimate end goal just to be, like, either somewhere here in the country or just somewhere where I got some land, mm-hmm. family, kids, cool. That's the end goal for me. Yeah. That's my ultimate dream. I'm honestly like, like the music cool, training cool, but like my ultimate dream is to be like free, you know what I'm saying? Free financially, mm-hmm. free um, with like with my wife, with my kids, and like literally be just straight. I can do whatever I want. I can move how I want to move. I can go wherever I want to go on the day that I want to go on, and then that's it. That's my yeah. ultimate goal. Mm-hmm. Sounds good to me. Yeah. <laughs> So, getting towards the end here, what is your favorite quote? Um, I want to say I got a couple. Really do have a couple. But, um, live as you were to die tomorrow, learn as you was to live. No, live. 
live as you were to die tomorrow, learn as if you were to learn forever. Hold up, I'm about to look that up. Mm-hmm. Don't get that right. Learn as if you were to live forever? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. if uh, y'all are wondering what, if y'all hear some background pops and stuff, <laughs> there's balloons being blown up for my for our dad's uh, birthday party <laughs> today. So yeah, they've been like popping nonstop or whatever. They're like doing the most in the living room. So excuse that. So I got it. It's by Gandhi. And it's live as if you were to die tomorrow. Learn as if you were to live forever. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's, okay. that's, that's the one right here. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Basically, like you living out. Yeah. You know, your potential. Mm-hmm. And then you're learning as if you need all this knowledge. Yeah. To be here forever. Facts. It's like, don't take it day for granted. And my quote would be um, one that I posted on the day is one other day, like I was saying earlier. Mm-hmm. I specifically said, thank the closed and unanswered door. It is the most underrated blessing of our lives. What doesn't open for you isn't for you or you're not ready for what's on the other side. So um, that's just to say, you know, stay ready. And also don't think that your life sucks mm-hmm. or that God isn't paying attention or, you know, whatever. Because things don't happen for you when you think they, they should. Or yeah. don't even think that people are dissing you. I mean, they might be. But if they are, it's just not for you. Yeah, you know? Cool, it's right. like... Mm. Roll with the punches. Yeah. <laughs> just, you know, cool. roll with it. You good. And keep moving your feet regardless yeah. of those closed doors. Because if you stand there, yeah. it's not going to open. Yeah. Just don't, <laughs> just don't stop. Like, and then the blessings that you have for you, you're going to miss them. Because yeah. you're not ready. You're still in front mm-hmm. of that same closed, unanswered door. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah. Just keep moving. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I like that. Just keep moving. Just don't stop. Like people stop. Like don't yeah. stop. <laughs> Why are you stopping? Yeah. Why? Got all this time. Yeah. Okay. So, um, getting into sports and everything like that. What are your yeah. thoughts on John ja Morant? Oh God. I don't want to bash the man. Yeah. But Everybody deserves grace for you sure. Me? But like, come on, bro. Yeah. You throwing away generational wealth. Yeah. Come on, bro. Like, you throwing away generational wealth for a gun in a video. Like, you are the potential, you know, face of the NBA. Like, when LeBron retired, when KD retired. Like, all these dudes is getting up in age. Steph getting up in age. James Harden getting up in age. Like, they're looking at you to be the next face of the NBA. They're going to pass the torch, dog. You feel me? Like, LeBron could have passed the torch to you. Like, and now you you fumbling a bag, bro. Like, yeah. Potentially, you could have got what if you didn't get suspended, you probably would have made an All NBA team. That's forty games. Mm-hmm. Could have been had a super max contract. Like yep. it's just like come on, bro. Like and then you made a good point when we was talking. Like bro has a daughter. Like you got a family now, so it's like you not mm-hmm. even think like you thinking selfishly at this point. Yeah, and then people are kind of they're really taking it lightheartedly. Like it's he didn't break any rules. He in his car, he in his driveway, yeah, in this stuff. Yeah. It's an unwritten rule. It's you know, and it's just like y'all know good and well, like you can promoting guns and toting them around, like come on. And yeah. especially for those who are actually like that. Yeah. Well, who poses if they like that? Because if you yeah. sitting up here saying that it's okay, what are you doing? You really not like that either. Yeah. <laughs> That's just you know the way you I see me. it. And we have to look at it, you know, in a deeper like way. It's not just something light, oh we having fun. No, like yeah. Like I mentioned the other day, there's some mental health aspects mm-hmm. um, about it that just, 
needs to be focused on yeah. point blank period like it's not as simple as him being young baby there's been 18 year olds in the nba yeah. you know what i'm saying lebron he from the uh from akron ohio he done had a hard life father not in his life single parent household yeah. when have you ever seen him portray or any of that i'm pretty sure he got guns in his crib exactly you know yeah, i'm pretty like, sure he's experienced that before so yeah and then those um mental health things it's like how um the dna continues over and over whatever so he might have some uncles grandparents who've had lived that life so you know it's kind of really in him he doesn't really know why he's implementing those things another mm-hmm. one is imposter syndrome and that's where one has trouble believing that they are deserving of the success so they kind of self-sabotage it and yeah. it's also survivor's remorse um where you feel guilty and have trouble letting people go that aren't good for you mm-hmm. while you you know come up so those are the three things that come to mind when it's mental health so that's why i say yeah. it's like deeper than just oh he's having fun oh politicians do it oh this and that it's like it's deeper than that and us as black people we have to do better we need to like hold ourselves yeah, accountable and true. of the standard that we are the kings and queens of this world that's, that's just right. how old is he 23 yeah i can't give you that excuse no I can't give you that excuse. I, like, I, I can't I, give you that you too young, bro. You're 23, bro. I can't. And the thing is, I really don't think people would, like, let's say this was LaMelo Ball. Yeah. They would be having a field day with him. I don't think people would be saying, like, oh, um, he's too young, boom, 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 just because they've seen more of LaMelo's life or whatever. Yeah. But it's like, Jaw's dad is there. Yeah. I don't sure. know if his mom and dad are still together, but his dad has been consistent in his life. Yeah. Like, you haven't been without. Yeah. So it's just it's yeah I don't he wasn't mm. he wasn't doing it in college why are no, you doing it now at all that doesn't make sense to me it'll be different if he was getting conduct stuff <laughs> like, in college like, you've always been then it would be like okay slow it down I think it would be easier to take if you've always had these conduct issues yeah now boom here you are just getting to your yeah, head dog I, yeah so that's what I think and it's just like I know people want to say like the people around him like. It might be to be brown, but at the same time, it's like, bro, you got to be accountable for your own mm-hmm. You're a reflection of your circle, and your yes. circle is a reflection of you. Exactly. So it's like, yeah, you got you to gotta look in the mirror on that one. Yep, yep. So, yeah, most definitely deserves grace. Is a punishment excessive, but it has to be. You can't just, you know, they got to show you, okay, if the next superstar want to come exactly. in here and do something like this. You got to. He come gotta, on. They're going to mm-hmm. have to make an example because it's like, got bro, to. like, you not a regular, you're not a regular NBA player, so, like, you can't move. One, you yeah. can't move like a regular person, it's, and you can't even move like a regular NBA It's player. not like you playing one minute every game. <laughs> you feel me? Like, you are literally the star of your team, like star, a star of the league, bro. Like, you're not normal. You, you below the 1%. You're not practice right? like, team, dog. Yeah, you below the 1%. Like, <laughs> like the 1% make it to the league. Who really makes the superstar? Like, that, that's crazy. Yeah. That's 0.5%. Like, not even, not even 0.5. Like, that's like not half of the people. Okay, so um uh with that being said, what are you looking forward in sports? Like what are your NFL predictions, NBA um championship predictions? NBA, I need, I need I need the Lakers to come on with it for the next four games. Honestly, they didn't just go game by game, but they need to beat they need to beat them. Yeah, and I honestly feel like they can do it. Like they just gotta like if they all play together and all go off, like cool, they'll be able to do it. Um, I want I want LA to win, and then football. It's a little too early to tell what the teams look like, but I really do want the Cowboys to come with it. 
you know, feel like they disappoint me every year. Every year. That's why I'm not even a fan anymore. I'm just a bystander yeah, and a watcher. They disappoint me every year. <laughs> um, I want the Cowboys to win, but I think I think the Jets are actually going to be pretty good. Oh, okay. They might be good. They just got, um, you know, they got Aaron Rodgers. So, oh, snap. I did not know that. Yeah, they got Aaron Rodgers. He's on the Jets oh, now. So they might be pretty that's decent. That's interesting. But I'm not going to say they're going to win the Super Bowl, but I think they'll be good. It's a toss-up, though. Yeah, I tell you. Um, you already answered this question. Who are you currently studying in, um, in music right now? I think you mm-hmm. mentioned, what, Tupac, Jay-Z? Yeah, um, it's more so, I've done, I've studied a lot of Tupac, but right now it's Jay-Z, um, Drake, um, who else is in that playlist? Um. I've been listening to some Pimp C. Mm-hmm. Um, I've listened to some chill stuff too, like uh, Blast. He more so right now though. Um, mm-hmm. Popping right now, Blast. I've listened to a lot of Blast. I've listened to. Uh, dang, who knows though? I'm blanking out. Blast. Mm, And speaking of uh, music, I mentioned um, I mentioned to you, I think yesterday, get into that Reasonable Doubt album by mm-hmm. Jay Z. That's that's the album that I can say one of the albums that I can say changed my life and my view on like writing, like how I write poetry, like and things like that. Mm-hmm. Reasonable Doubt, and I think I studied that album. Reasonable Doubt. I think my freshman year in college. Could be before, could could be like be like my senior year, but I really started to get into my pen work and my craft in college, my mm-hmm. freshman year, sophomore year, and that album from the way it starts to the way it ends, like for that to be his very first album, yeah, the way that he was putting those lines together and painting a picture, like one of my favorite quotes is, um, I'd rather live dormant. Oh, no, I'd rather live enormous than dormant. That's why we own this. And basically, like, I watched the documentary, too. And what he's saying is that, you know, being from the projects, you know, or if you've lived in apartments before, you already know it's like somebody living above you, up under you, on both sides of you. Yeah. And do- that's kind of being dormant. It's almost like being in a in a cell, so to speak, or in a box. Like, I'd rather live enormous than this way. Like, because when you're living that way, like you can't live your life without the experiences of everybody on top, up under, and on the sides of you or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you always closed in. It could be, you know, anything or whatever. And I, that's one of my favorite yeah. ones. And um, it gets tedious, so I keep one eye open like CBS. You, uh, so yeah, I like that too. I was just like, dang it. Yeah, just yeah, the way he just lining up and stacking them bars on yeah. reasonable doubt is ridiculous. So yeah, yeah I'm gonna tap in on it. So yeah. Yeah, I listened to some uh some Dom, Dom Kennedy, uh Currency, Seti Hendrix. Mm-hmm. Some good stuff. Lil Wayne. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about Lil Wayne. Definitely listen yeah. to Lil Wayne. So, yeah. Shout out to Wayne for sure. For sure. Okay, and is there anything else you would like to add to what we've already talked about? Um No, just to everybody whoever is listening, like Chase your dream. Do what make you happy. End of the day. Don't stop. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really it. 
Yep. That's all I got to say. Okay. So um, back in with another mental health check. I think before you were at eight and a half. Yeah. How are you feeling now? Good nine and a half. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. I love when the score goes up. That's like one of my uh, purposes of like the podcast. Like yeah. it needs to be something in there that kind of picks it up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure, so if sure. you're not already at a 10, like how much closer of a 10 can we be? Yeah. You know, and then if you are at a 10, did you break the scale? Yeah. <laughs> sure. So, yes, it's always good to hear. So, um, I am at a 10 and I'm feeling good. Oh, and P.S., the person that is behind my theme song is Monster. Yes, sir. So, yes, 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 he did his thing. He did his thing. Appreciate it, appreciate it. Um, yes, and yeah, that's it. That's all. Peace, love, and hair grease. And we are out. Win the day. I'm winning the day. Yeah, I'm winning the day. I'm winning the day. I'm winning the day. Yeah, I'm winning the day.